Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal and lots to talk about today. It's going to be a jam-packed one. Um, just a flag, if you haven't seen it or heard it or listened to it already, then that is a bit of a Kai Havertz special that I've put out earlier today, uh, talking with Nazar Kinsella from the Evening Standard, who covers Chelsea for the Standard, looking at Havertz in depth, what he's brought to Chelsea, what he could bring to Arsenal. So if you haven't heard that or haven't watched that yet, then please do uh, find it in uh, whatever platform you are listening or watching this episode in. Uh, well worth your time, if I do say so myself, Nazar offers some really interesting insight into exactly what Havertz uh, could bring to Arsenal and what happened with him at Chelsea. We will, of course, talk about Kai Havertz a little bit later in this episode, but we've got to start by discussing Declan Rice. I said yesterday that I thought the Manchester City's offer was going to be the start of the end game for Declan Rice, and it certainly feels right now like it was because things have moved forward at pace in the last 24 hours. Uh, well, in fact, in about the last 12 hours, in fact, with Arsenal submitting a mammoth, a huge £105 million offer to West Ham for Declan Rice. Just saying those words seems pretty amazing to me. Arsenal offering £105 million for a player. £100 million of those up front. And then sort of an extra five um, over installments. Now, it hasn't been accepted yet. It hasn't, most importantly, been rejected yet. Talks are continuing over the exact structure of that deal. But it is advancing at pace. And Declan Rice to Arsenal feels closer now than um, certainly since uh, closer now than it has at any point, I would say. And that man, Mikel Arteta, feels like it's very, very close to getting the man that he absolutely wanted in this transfer window. 
Um, and the big reason for that is that Manchester City have pulled out of the race, as you can see here from Jack, uh, who works at the Daily Mail. Manchester City have made it known today that they have pulled out of the race or they will not be matching Arsenal's offer for Declan Rice anyway. And that, you know, barring something pretty dramatic happening, potentially from Manchester United, who we know have been lurking in the background for Declan Rice. But uh, yeah, pro providing something pretty dramatic doesn't uh, happen with United and Declan Rice. I mean, that pretty much leaves the pathway clear for Arsenal to get this deal over the line for Declan Rice. Now, like I said, this bid that has gone in £33 million higher than Arsenal's current transfer record, which stands for De uh, for Nicolas Pepe, of course, which they paid for Lille to Lille. It has not been accepted yet. Talks are continuing for West Ham. West Ham, quite rightly, we're waiting to see what Manchester City did in response to Arsenal's offer. Manchester City now have made it known that they will not be matching Arsenal's offer. And so talks between the two clubs are now advancing to try and come up to a suitable agreement. We know that West Ham are still not, you know, overly keen on the structure that Arsenal have proposed, which is believed to be over around sort of five year period. West Ham want those instalments uh, paid sooner than that, potentially over two years, which is huge, to be honest. Um, you know, we're talking £50 million each for the next two seasons there, which is, you know, it's pretty much unheard of with these huge transfers. They're sort of normally spread over a few years. To do it over two years is, you know, it's a big, big ask, especially for a club that does not have unlimited riches like some of them. So, you know, those talks are going to progress over the course, I would say, in the next sort of 12 hours or so. But we... <laughs> I hate to say we're getting there because it could, anything can happen. Obviously, you know, West Ham can decide to dig their heels in and decide, no, nope, we're not going to accept this. You're going to have to come back with something new. But it feels like for the first time in a while that Arsenal now are very, very close to getting this deal over the line for Declan Rice, which would be huge for them. Huge for uh, Mikel Arteta, like I said, who... Um, has just wanted this transfer for so, so long. It was the one he really was determined to get over the line this summer. He knew how important it was. He knew how important it was for his, um, the sort of project at Arsenal and the re midfield rebuild, which was always really, really key to him going into the summer transfer window. And now he is very, very close to uh, to having that done. And, you know, it's just a huge thing. And it, as you can imagine, it's just gone nuts on social media. Everyone's talking about it. It's, I mean, we're, we're talking £33 million more than Nicolas Pepe. You know, that's not just breaking your transfer record. That is absolutely smashing it. Um, uh, it's pretty remarkable to me. And um, you see here, there's one question that's come in. So Fabrizio Romano has reported that Man City will not match Arsenal's bid. Does this mean that West Ham have no choice but to accept our bid now? Now, it's not just Fabrizio who's been reporting this. Everyone who is close to Manchester City pretty much reported this at the same time. And if you work in journalistic field like I do, that basically means that the club has sent out a briefing to the reporters who are close to them in terms of their pack saying, this is where we are. You know, you can put this out if you want. And, you know, that's gone round. All the Manchester City pack have pretty much reported at the same time. I think Jack was first, who I flagged up, who works for the Daily Mail. Um, you know, when you say, does this mean West Ham have no choice? They still have every choice because he's their player. You know, they don't have to accept this. They can still say to Arsenal, yeah, Man City are out the running. We're still not going to do it. Um, but, you know, Declan Rice is really, really key to this. I think, you know, we know that he wants to join Arsenal he's always been keen for this move to happen um, and I think that 
you know, he's going to have a big part to play over the next sort of 24 hours or so in terms of what he says to West Ham, what his people say to West Ham. You know, they don't want to keep an unhappy player. Yes, he's really, really important to them, but they've already admitted he can go. He wants to go. He doesn't want to leave on bad terms. He wants to leave on good terms. And and um, so I think, you know, what, what he says or the sort of messages he sends out will be key to this uh, as well over the next, you know, however, I don't know, day, two days or so, but you know, West Ham have every right still to reject this offer. But I think in their interest, in Declan Rice's interest, in Arsenal's interest, the best thing now is just to get around the table, thrash out the final sort of details, the structure, come to some sort of compromise because this is a huge offer. You know, they want it around 100 million. They've got 105 million pounds on the table. Yes, the structure it might not suit them ideally at the moment, but there's got to be some sort of middle ground here so that he can be happy so that they can, you know, move on. They can spend the money that they're going to get in um, and commit to it. Because it's not like, you know, whoever they want to bring in, they're not going to be doing it over two installments. You know, they'll be offering whoever, whatever amount for whatever player, but they'll be asking to pay it over four or five years. It's what every club does. Um, so, you know, just make Arsenal, you know, if they if it's a hundred mil deal over five years, they're still getting 20 million pound guaranteed every season for the next five years coming in from Arsenal. You know, that does an awful lot to the bank balance and it helps them an awful lot with structuring deals that they want to do for other players. So I think it suits all parties um, for that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, yeah, that's the latest on Declan Rice. I'm sure by tomorrow's video, this is going to move on even more. So uh, we will see how it goes. Get your questions, get your comments in. And, um, and yeah, we'll see where we are in 24 hours time when it comes to Declan Rice. 
the internet right now. I'm sure you've probably seen it. Kai Havertz in his Arsenal shirt. We saw the picture yesterday that had been leaked, but this was even more. This is a full video. This is the interview, his his announcement interview that has been done. Uh, he did, they've done it abroad. It wasn't in England. Um, and if here's some of the things that he has had to say. He said, it's super exciting for me personally. I'm so glad to join this amazing club. I think this club has such a big history and I hope we can achieve a lot of things. I'm just looking forward to meeting all the players, the staff. It's going to be exciting. Uh, he was then gone on. He was asked about the togetherness in the Arsenal squad and whether he kind of felt that while he was playing against them for Chelsea, this new togetherness that has been built under Mikel Arteta. And he said, yes, I experienced it myself a couple of times. You can just see it. I think the family mentality that the team has on the pitch and they have off it as well. The team mentality in the squad is very, very high and you can feel it. I think that was one of the reasons why it was so hard to play against Arsenal. Obviously, there's so many talented players and there's big room to achieve big things as well. So that's what Kai Havertz has had to say. We'll hear a lot more from him when Arsenal do officially um, make this announcement and confirm this announcement. But if you haven't seen it already, then all you have to do is have a look on social media because his interview is all over. Uh, all over the place and Kai Havertz there wearing number 29 uh, going to be Arsenal's first signing of the summer unless they wait and Declan Rice is done before that but I can't imagine that with the fact that this video is now out there it doesn't really serve Arsenal much use to sort of sit on it for, for much longer and um, yeah we'll wait and see what time that announcement comes whether it's today or whether it's tomorrow but Kai Havertz there in his Arsenal shirt quite a few of you sent in questions about Kai Havertz so I will get to them uh, there's a couple of them to uh, go over at the end of this video. But um, just lastly, before we move on to that, a bit of speculation at the moment about Flo Balogun and potentially Marseille being in for him. Now, we know quite a few clubs in for him. Quite a few clubs are in for him. AC Milan uh, are one of them um, who have been sniffing around. A couple of other clubs from Italy, Some definitely some interest in England as well. But now we're hearing um, Marseille potentially as an option. They're looking to partner find a partner that can work with Alexis Sanchez and Balogun, who, of course, they know very, very well because they saw him last season close hand while he played for Reim, are potentially in for him. I think Lekeep reporting that. Whether Marseille have the finances that Arsenal would want to sign Balogun potentially is another thing, but we shall have to wait and see how that progresses. But let me know whether you think that would be a good move for Flo Balogun. Staying in France and going to Marseille, who, of course, are a huge club, and it's certainly done no harm for someone like Matteo Guendouzi going there. Um He's had a fantastic time at Marseille, really taking his game almost to another level. And you expect he's going to get a big, big move out of it. So it could be a good stepping stone for Flo Balogun. And one thing is for sure, if Arsenal paying this sort of money for Declan Rice, Kai Havertz and potentially Durian Timber, we're talking over £200 million on three signings at the start of this transfer window. With Arsenal committing that amount of money to new signings, they are going to have to make some sales as well, you would think. And Flo Balogun is one of those players at the very top of the, uh, at the top of the list when it comes to potentially bringing some money in. Okay, let's move on to some of your questions, shall we? Mr. Banner here says, well, Charles, did you ever think you would see the day Arsenal offer £105 million for a player? Uh, uh, no. No, I have to say, you go back to the days of Wenger and before the Ozil signing and the frustration over how much how little Arsenal were offering for players after the constraints of the move to the Emirates. You know, for Arsenal to be offering £105 million for players is pretty remarkable. For any club who isn't state-funded, 
or a Real Madrid type club. It's a, just a monumental number. Full credit to the owners um, for doing it. I mean, they've spent a lot of money in the last couple of years, or I hate to say they've spent because technically I'm not sure if it's their money or not, or they've just found ways of Arsenal spending this money in terms of borrowing and doing it against the club. I don't know. But, um, you know, they've certainly they've certainly found ways of backing the recruitment in the last few windows. And this is a pretty dramatic step forward, like I said, smashing the club transfer record by £33 million potentially in one swoop. I mean, that is pretty remarkable, especially in a summer when you're also about to drop £65 million on Kai Havertz and potentially about 40 on Jurian Timber as well. So I didn't miss the banner. I did not think I would see the day. I'm very happy that I have. It's exciting. It says a lot about Arsenal, a lot about where they are as a club. And as I've said before, I think this would be a monumental signing for Arsenal, the biggest since Sol Campbell in terms of a statement going out in terms of the clubs they've had to beat off. You know, if they get this over the line, they've beaten Manchester City to a player, the treble winners, the richest, well, one of the richest clubs in the world with Pep Guardiola as manager and Arsenal have beaten them to a, you know, an England international, an established Premier League player. And uh, that says an awful lot about where Arsenal are, I think. Russell says, Charles, City is not a bigger club than Arsenal. Arsenal have not have had a lot more silverware history, bigger fan base. You failed to mention the only thing guaranteed at City isn't trophies that they're going to get next for cheating, 115 FFP charges. I don't think, I, I certainly hope I didn't say that City are a bigger club than Arsenal. If I did, then I absolutely didn't mean that um, because they're not. No chance. Arsenal are definitely a bigger club than Manchester City. Absolutely. Um, so I'm not sure I haven't gone back and listened to that. But if I did say that, that was, that was just something that slipped out and was wrong because clearly they're not. I know Arsenal are a bigger club than Manchester City. Manchester City and aren't as big a club as lots of clubs in England. They're just very successful at the moment because they've spent an awful lot of money. And like you said, they've spent that money with and there's FFP, 115 FFP charges hanging over their head. I think what I might have said or what I meant to say was that, you know, at the moment, City are the are the best team in the world. I don't think there's any denying that. They've just won the treble. So they are the best team in the world and they've got the best manager in the world. But they're certainly not the biggest club in the world and they're not the best club in the world. Um, they're just the best team in the world at the moment. So that's what I meant from, by that. So uh, thank you for flagging, Russell, if there was a bit of a slip of the tongue by me in the last episode. Stuart says, Hi, Charles. Do you believe that with the amount of different coaches Kai Havertz has had during his time at Chelsea, it would be unfair to judge his progression? Surely what's needed is a good steady team around him. I see a real diamond here. I think it could turn out to be the best transfer this year. I do. And I spoke about that with Naz yesterday in the video that we did on him and the podcast we did on him. Um, and, you know, it's, been, it's very hard to judge a player, any player, when they've had to play under about four different managers. They're constantly being moved in and around in different positions. You know, last year, Chelsea were an absolute basket case to a club, a mess. Um, so it's very hard to judge a player. And I think coming to Arsenal, which is going to be a very stable environment, which he's not been used to, where he's going to be extremely well coached. Um, and he's going to know, like all players know, you know, exactly what their role is in the team when he's playing. Um, you know, I think that is... That at the end of this season is when I, I will properly judge Kai Havertz uh, and potentially not even at the end of the season because even when I spoke to when I had my interview with Tommy Asu last year he told me that it took, it took him and took the rest of the players two years to understand exactly what Arteta meant and how to get really comfortable with the way he trains and how different it is um, so it might not be next year we see the best of Kai Havertz it might be the following year um, but yeah I absolutely I agree with you I think um, it would be unjared, uh, unfair to judge his progression a little bit under um because of what's happened at Chelsea and hopefully we get to see him really sort of 
hit the levels that we saw at Leverkusen and fulfill the undoubted um, uh, quality he has, um, which is, you know, I think is everyone knows what he's got, but uh, he's just not really been able to show it during his time at Chelsea. Uh, Will says, if we were looking for another Xhaka, we may as well have kept the actual Xhaka. He's not been signed to replace him. Um, talking about Kai Havertz there. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, Will. But, you know, in terms of when I said that he might be coming in, you know, to fill that sort of number eight role, I don't necessarily mean that means to play in the exact way that Mikel Arteta wanted Granit Xhaka to play. I think there's a danger of falling into that he's just going to come in and play the exact same role that Xhaka did. I think he might fill that position, but he might be asked to play in a different kind of way. Now, we've kind of seen Arteta's system and his ideas um, sort of progress each season. It's changed. It was three at the back. Then it was kind of 4-2-3-1. Then it was 4-3-3. I don't think even if it is kind of going to stay as a 4-3-3 next season, that necessarily means it's going to be the exact same system that we saw from him last year. It might evolve. And the fact that Havertz is coming in to play in that number eight role might be a big sign of the evolution that Arteta has in his mind, that he wants to change things a little bit. He wants to change how Arsenal's set up so it's not quite as rigid the 4-3-3 that we saw before with Granit Xhaka. So when I say that he's coming in potentially to play in that number eight role, I don't necessarily mean that's the exact same. He's coming in to play the exact same role that Granit Xhaka had in the team because it might just be the next natural involvement of this side under Mikel Arteta and the system under Mikel Arteta. And that's it from today's video. That's a lot of your questions, the last of your questions. Thank you very much for coming in. If you've been listening to this on YouTube, please do hit me up in, with, in the comments below with anything you want to talk about for tomorrow's video. If you're listening to this to on any of the podcast platform, it's now available on. Thank you very much for the support. It's great to see um, the downloads increasing by the day when it comes to the podcast. So really appreciate that as well. And look, go off, have yourself a very good Wednesday. It's going to be a pretty dramatic one. I imagine the next 24 hours, we're probably going to see quite a lot happening when it comes to Arsenal. We might have the Havertz announcement uh, made official. Who knows what's going to happen with Declan Rice? As I said, those talks progressing right now as I speak with West Ham to try and come to some sort of a compromise over this £105 million package that Arsenal have put on the table for Declan Rice. And yeah, who knows when we're going to hear exactly what West Ham have had to say about that. But thank you very much for watching, for listening. Have a very good day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 